So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. This is the Greg Scheinman Podcast. The Greg Scheinman Podcast. Brought to you by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. From the Gal Media Studios, here's Greg Scheinman. All right, here we go. We are on the Greg Scheinman Podcast today. My guest is Justin Singer, founder of Mechanics. Mechanics is a calisthenics gym in Houston, Texas. Justin, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks, Greg. Honored to be here. Cool. Well, look, we're going to jump right in, okay? Um, you know, first, a little, little background on, on how on how we know know each other. I uh, I kind of tracked you down through through LinkedIn actually because I had gotten fascinated uh, by this XPT life, these Laird Hamilton Gabby Reese kind of kind of workouts and uh, interesting breathing pool therapy stuff. And I was watching a video and and you ended up in it and it said Justin Singer, Houston, Texas. Okay, let me go find that guy and ask some questions about this this XPT stuff locally. Um, and you were cool enough to introduce me to it and start getting in the pool and doing some different workouts. Turns out you had started mechanics, um, so I've been spending some time over here and have a pretty interesting background. So, so that's how we know each other and wanted to have you have you on. So, so first and foremost, give me a little background, kind of on on you. And your life, where you were raised, um, your start in, in business, and kind of what led you up a little bit to, to getting your passion for fitness into into becoming a business. That that's a lot right there, but, but kind of give give me the kind of the, the overview. So this is this is still like a thirty sixty minute deal, not a five hour deal, right? We can do it. A, a, a multi, <laughs> we're gonna do a multi part series with you, okay? Um, so take me back to Louisville. <laughs> did you did you know? So I was actually born in Baltimore, moved to Boston, moved to Sydney, Australia, moved back to Baltimore, and then grew up in Louisville, starting at age seven. Wow. Okay. So, wow. Uh, wow. What did what did your parents do that took you to all those places? Yeah, my dad's a, my dad's a heart doctor. So as he was pursuing his career, we were of course following him around, and that's the winding path that it took us until we finally settled into Louisville, Kentucky. Far from Australia, <laughs> that's for sure. You know, a lot of a lot of side benefits to having family in Australia, like uh, places to stay whenever I go down there. Um, but um, but to answer your question, I, I grew up in Louisville. Um, I knew that I wanted to do computer science when I graduate or when I when I went to college. Surveyed the scene and ended up actually down here in Houston at Rice. Uh, hated Houston was convinced I was leaving as soon as I graduated. Ended up getting a job here afterwards and kind of had my whole thought process on Houston shifted and even more so as I started building businesses. But I, I love Houston now. If anyone tells me they don't like Houston, I actually grab them and I'm like, look, let me explain to you why Houston is awesome. Uh, but graduated, went to go work for a software development firm, um, 
it was like the perfect job. I mean, it was uh, great people. I had awesome coworkers. I was the young guy. I was about around a bunch of experienced people. I had a great boss, great projects, gave me a ton of latitude. It was, I mean, you, if you were a computer science guy and you're like, what's all the check boxes? I had them all. And I didn't like it. I didn't like the job. And um, as soon as that feeling hit, which was probably six months into a two-year deal, I kind of stuck with it for a little bit longer to see if maybe it was, you know, something a little off about me if I was going to adjust. And when I realized it just wasn't the right fit, I ended up starting a, a IT consulting company. And so, I mean, it's not a far, far leap, but it was it more that you didn't want to be kind of in that office type environment or wanted more control or or what? Because it's it's, it's got to be tough when you, when you set out to do something or you think you want to do something and then you do it and you get it mm-hmm. and then it's not what you want. You know, what What's the thought process be, behind, okay, I'm not really stuck to this, even though this is what my degree is in and this is every box, as you said, that, it, that it's checked, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go do something else. What's the thought process behind that? So what I didn't like about it was I just – didn't like sitting at a desk all day long. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, there was collaboration, there was teamwork, you know, all those things. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of hours of just you and the computer writing code. That was the job. And I didn't like it. Um, and there was just no way around it. And so the thought process was, I know I don't like it. It's not going to change. There's nothing wrong with the job. I need to do something completely different. I kind of had some entrepreneurial thoughts in my head about going to build something. I had no clue what I wanted to build. I was like waiting desperately for this idea to just tap me on the shoulder like, okay, Justin, you're destined to go do this. And I was waiting for that calling and I was trying to seek that calling out. It was not coming. And um, I was like, well, I still would like to be called. I'd still like to feel that calling, but I'm going to go ahead and feel that calling doing something entrepreneurial and I think I, I, I like my chances a little better finding that opportunity going and doing something mm-hmm. rather than just sitting doing something that's clearly not the right path Yep. and so I stepped into technology consulting started that business up knew absolutely nothing about running a business um, but I ended up I ended up really enjoying it I, I, I loved I loved building that business I loved the work that we did. I love the people I worked with. I mean, there was, of course, there was a lot of crap too. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's not all, all roses, but it was a, it was a really, it was a fun deal up, up until when it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Well, when wasn't it? Um, I started, Symbology was the name of the company. I started Symbology in 2003 and it was... What does I, it mean? Does it stand for anything or, or <laughs> you know, what, what does it mean? Yeah, well... Amongst the many things I knew nothing about, uh, branding and, and marketing was in that list. But the thought process at the time was you've got biology, physiology, psychology. It's all the study of, the study of. And so I thought, okay, the study of small and mid-sized businesses, so it will be symbology. So it was spelled S M B. O L O G Y. Genius. But totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How mind, could it, I mean, yeah. Imagine. How could it possibly you know, you be know. anything but awesome? So I mean, the lesson number one that I learned is nobody could spell it. So that was a you know, you send your email address out to somebody, you describe it to somebody and they send it to 
the wrong spot. So that was that was mistake number one in naming it of, of many. But, uh, but yeah, that's how I named it. Can I just interject then for a second, and we'll stay on this story because we are also sitting in mechanics right now, which is spelled M E K A N I X. Correct? That's correct. That's correct. So we're sticking with this. We'll just spell things differently and hope that people can find us. Kind of approach, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> Back to where you're... Okay, the so... The jab hurt, Greg. I mean, the jab hurt. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a cordial deal. Hey, I get it now, okay? <laughs> I, I, I get it. So you've got symbology and you're scaling it and, you, and you're building it up. But then even that gets to a point also where... Can, can I interject for a second? Can, can I get a little bit of credit for mechanics... Like the mechanics of the body and mechanic shop. I mean, a oh, yeah, little, 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 little more clever. Totally, than we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And and there's no visual to this, but if anyone is you know thinking about where we are, there are kind of garage doors that go up, and and it is basically a mechanic shop, and we get the mechanics of moving. And we'll get into okay. to all the super cool stuff that is done, okay. you know, over, over here. But where we were was about. Even symbology getting to a point where maybe it wasn't as good you know, anymore, and another transitional transitional moment. Yeah, the the business. I mean, it was a professional services business, and there's there's some awesome parts about that business. I mean, we worked on some really challenging projects. I worked with some really really smart people. Um, I met some awesome clients that were just crushing it. Um, they believed in in us they helped us grow we helped them grow um, there were a lot of really really good things that happened uh, with symbology but there's a lot of things about professional services that are just they're tough and the way that the way that the the business was I was I was working 70 80 hours a week um, and, you know, in the beginning, it was like, oh, it's a badge of honor. I'm working 80 hours a week. That's awesome. I can't wait to tell you how many hours I'm working. This week, I work 85. It's even better. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't having as much time for my friends. I wasn't having time to do the things that I liked. I was, I was losing relationships. Um, I didn't have enough time for my family. I, was, I mean, it was just, it, it, there were a lot of things that were not ideal about that lifestyle, to say it mildly. Plus, I just wasn't feeling as jazzed about the the business that we were in, and um, and it happened over the course of a couple of years. Where at first I thought, well, you know, maybe it's just a tough project, or maybe it's a you know challenging situation with a team member, or a challenging situation with a client, or whatever. But over a couple of years, you know, you cycle through all that, and it's like, no, it's not really any of those things. It's just I just don't think I'm going to do this for the next. 50, 60 years, this was, I was about 30, and I love the idea of being able to work for the rest of my life, like, that's, that's exciting to me, but I want to work on things that are jazzing me up, mm-hmm. and I saw that I wasn't going to be jazzed about it, and I said, well, it's not going to change, I've seen over the course of the last few years, it's not going to change, so why wait, let's just make the decision now, instead of having another 10 years of th- doing the thing I don't want to do, and then being in the same spot. Do you think that's kind of a like a pattern or even a, even a trait for you? Because I, I look at at people also, and I, and I marvel sometimes. Wow, this person can stay focused and do this job day in and day out, and they get up and they put the suit on and they go to the office. And, and 
And it's amazing. Like, look, if, if that's what you enjoy doing and you can stay focused and you have that kind of discipline to do it, that's, I guess that that's great. Versus I think there are, there are people out there and maybe we're more, more like them where get jazzed up by doing different things. Like, okay, there's, there's a time where I can go all in to this business and put everything, but it's going to run its course. And then I got to move on to kind of the next thing and, and maybe even, even the next thing. You know, I feel like for me, one, you know, for me, I feel like I found something in a way that's great because I have all different types of clients. So I can live a little bit more vicariously through different types of clients in areas of business and fields that, that I really like. But mm-hmm. if I had to stay in the office every day mm-hmm. doing the same thing, like that, no chance. <laughs> no, no chance at all. So is that kind of where, where maybe you see yourself that you'll have your hands in a bunch of, of different things and kind of start them, scale them, run their course or, or what? Or maybe you don't know. I mean, I don't, I know it's, uh, I guess it's kind of trendy to say I've got five things going on and, you know, I've got lots of stuff. I don't think it's like a virtue to have a bunch of things going on just for the sake of having a bunch of mm-hmm. things going on. I think it, it can be interesting, but I'd be thrilled to be, you know, have mechanics capture my attention for the next 60 years of my life. And that's, that's the only thing I'm, I'm going to do. Yep. Um, we'll see right now. I'm super jazzed about it, but it's, it's actually not the only thing that I'm doing right now, even. So right. it's, uh, um, yeah, I, I think, I admire people that um, that put their head down and do the work that needs to get done. Um, I feel like I have that uh, that mentality as well. But um, it, it breaks my heart when I talk to somebody or I listen to somebody and they, they say, I've got this dream and I'm going to do it one day. I just, not today. And they say that like 500 different ways. Like <laughs> They don't necessarily put it with that clarity, but mm-hmm. it's like, I'm in this job. I hate the job. One day I want to do this thing. I just don't know when. I don't know how. And I'm not doing anything to get there. And it's it's just... But you could. You could do something right now. Like, you, you could. Mm-hmm. And it's just crushing to hear time ticking by and nothing's being done about it. I, I think that's probably more the majority, you know, um, than, than not that... I can't imagine again that there are they're, they're not people sitting in every office in every company you know in every part of the world thinking and wanting to do something else but for whatever reason something holds them back you know mm-hmm. or it's never it's never the right time we talked about that that earlier but let's let's talk about mechanics specifically so but I'll say I mean that's one of the things I admire about you Greg I mean I, I said Hey, let's. Why don't you jump into a tub of thirty degree ice and then jump into a sauna that's two hundred and twenty degrees, fluxing up to two forty when we put the steam on the hot coals? And you looked at me like I was crazy, but you said, "Yeah, I'll do it." And you know, and you try different things. And I think, I mean, one of the beautiful things about physical, like physical performance, and just trying things that are physically uncomfortable is, I think, when you, when at least for me. I was so scared to go into the ice the first time that I went into it. It was just this mental, mm-hmm. you know, mental block for me. And then when I made it through, I was like, "Wow, I can do it!" You know. But and, I think that's like like and like anything. I think that 
you know, the willingness to try new things um, or not get pigeonholed or, or say, I'm only, I'm only this or not that or, oh, I can't do that or, or remember which jackass it was, you know, two weeks ago or something that told me, you know, I need to grow up or whatever. Well, don't, don't take your baggage out on me. Just because you have gotten so quote unquote grown up, you know, that you're boring or don't do anything anymore, don't take, you know, your your baggage out on me. I, I don't necessarily want to grow up. Like why can't we jump into ice? Why can't yeah. we still play some music? Why can't we try to get in the sauna? Why can't we flip around and do and still actually be responsible to get up, go to work, you know, pay our bills, whatever else it is. I don't I don't think there needs to be a line drawn in the sand for any of that stuff. And I, and I think way too many people, quite frankly, they do. I can't do that anymore. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm too old. Or I can't do this anymore. Or I can't go... I, I just don't get that. Like, like, why not? Why can't you own mechanics, okay, and still be super successful, you know, in the real estate, you know, business? You know, why... I mean, we're sitting here looking at a kid or an adult's uh, jungle gym uh, with monkey bars and rings. So I'm a, I'm a believer in... Uh, in you know, playing around and what, it, I mean, what does it mean to grow up? I don't know. Yeah, and I think maybe you started to, or or you and I did, was trying to figure out ways to either fit in, you know, or conform, or, you know, start to question whether you were right or not right, you know, in, in these things. and even, Or even get people to see it see it my way or anything. And I think maybe, but certainly over, over a period of time, it seems like, I've almost gone the other way, which is like, okay, I'd rather just find more like-minded people because they actually exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're actually out there versus trying to take these these not these other ones and try to get them to see it my way, which, which is clearly not happening. Yeah. But and any it's not happening for them any more than than the other way. They're not getting me to go, you know, play golf with them either, you yeah. know, or or look a certain way or act or act a certain way. So I think you just gotta, you mean. Find find your place or find your people, you know. Or, or, but I don't think you have to separate that stuff, you know, any anymore. Whatever industry you're you're in, maybe I have a jaded view on it, you know. And I'm in, but I just don't think we all have to look and act and be the exact same people. <laughs> well, every time you and I have hung out, we've we've done something fitness related, and there's been a couple other people around, and they've been also super passionate about fitness and they're high performers in other areas of their life and it's just you know I mean we have this common thread of fitness that brings us together even though we're doing really different stuff and yeah and I don't begrudge anybody else either don't have it come off though I don't begrudge anybody else if their common thread you know is golf you know or cigars or whatever it may whatever it may be um, what is it I'm not going to get them to come and and, and jump in the ice, you know, or flip around on the rings with me anymore again, and they're going to get me, you know, to want to go, you know, play 18, you know, with them right. either. <laughs> so. Well, I'm pretty easily sold on uh, having a good glass of wine with someone that's, uh, that's into that. So, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like fitness is the only thing that can bring people together. It's just uh, it's just been interesting for, you know, our, our experience, I think, mm-hmm. has been we hang out with some really good people that are super into fitness. And some of these things are also that... You know, whether 
you know, we talked a little bit about the D10 that I'm involved with and the decathlon in that community, you know, and you're active, you know, and we're involved in XPT, what's going on, and I'm interested in that. And then, and then you know, hyper-local, you know, here at Mechanics, the people that show up are a certain kind of individual, you know, and, and we've got that certain kind of individual even at, at Row, you know, or, or you know, find, find different, you know, art, your type, you know, or whatever, whatever you're around. Um, I do. I really like those communities, and I think they're becoming more prevalent. You know, I think there's a lot more stuff out there that, in a way, is somewhat more specialized. So, whatever you're interested in, you can kind of find find your community mm-hmm. a little bit out there, and even be part of you know be part of of multiple you know communities. Bounce around a little bit to a few different things you, you're interested in. But it does circle us back to again where where we are right now, and I do want to talk about this because. Mechanics, which you've started here, mm-hmm. is a, a calisthenics, you know, described as a calisthenics gym. So I want to talk about first what mechanics is, you know, what led you to, to start it, and then kind of your definition and philosophy behind you know, calisthenics and, what, and what, what you're doing here, what we do here. Mm-hmm. Well, so one thing I, I would be remiss not to, not to say about mechanics is I, I did start it, but I the way that I started it was with two other co-founders. So there were three of us that, that started it originally. And we started it because we were working out and doing calisthenics workouts. And there was there was nowhere to do it. And yep. we were, you know, just three guys that really liked working out and hard charging and said, let's just solve this problem. So um, I definitely want to make sure I mention the, those guys because I don't think mechanics would be here without the, the three of us sort of all pulling together and, and, and chasing after it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so mechanics is mechanics is a, the only calisthenics gym that I know of in Texas. Um, I think I'm almost positive the only one in Houston. Uh, and so what calisthenics is is it's it's bodyweight exercise. It means beautiful mu- movement. So it. it traces its roots all the way back to, to Greece. It's a Greek word. And it's really about uh, strength and control of your body to move. And so we do mobility work, we do strength work, we do flexibility work, um, and it's all in service of getting a great workout and pursuing these beautiful movements like handstands and muscle-ups and front levers and back levers. and. Um, you know, I've been failing miserably at my, my front lever for three years, but I've been loving the journey. So it's not just about, like, can you do this really cool movement? Yep. Um, you know, it makes a cool Instagram shot. But the three years of training and working out with uh, the other folks that are all pushing for their own goals, mm-hmm. I love that part a lot. I love how it challenges me. I love how it makes me fit. I love how um, uh, I just love the journey of kind of progressing towards something. One of the things that I've really enjoyed about it myself is that it also exposes a lot of weaknesses uh, or, or imbalances in, in there. Um, and you think about more traditional workouts or whether they've been with weight, you know, or um, machine or on machines or anything that provides other other types of support. You know, one of the things that I've really enjoyed about this is that you can accomplish so much and get such a great workout with so little, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of other equipment, if, if almost any, you know, at that point. Um, so I think it's been great. It's been something that I've also, compared to some other forms of fitness, been able to do with my son, you know, who's 14, which 
to me is amazing where you can find things that you can do together that you both enjoy that do not have uh, propensity of risk you know or, or injury you know and that are appropriate in there um, because our time is also so valuable you know and then the time that I want to spend on fitness uh, and also the time that I want to spend with him the opportunity to combine that stuff is a, is a big deal so I think it's been great for for that uh, where where do you want to go with it you know how much how much of I guess a of a business do you want this to become is it I want one place that's amazing and mine and, and know everybody in it or do I want mechanics on every corner you know um, throughout Texas and beyond well I want it to be as as big as it as it needs to be um, and I think that's I think that's more than one location so a couple things one there was nowhere to do calisthenics and bodyweight movement um, the reason I cared about that is because it actually almost stemmed back to when I was training at uh, Laird's house uh, during the XPT session, and the guys that were regulars there, they're all in their 50s and 60s, and we weren't doing calisthenics workouts out there necessarily, but these guys were hitting it hard. I mean, I was I was training with a guy in his mid-50s that smoked me, and I was so he's 20 years older than me, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I want to be I want to be able to, to work out like this guy mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. And I saw, and then in parallel with that, I was doing these calisthenics workouts and loving them. And I saw that calisthenics was a workout that I could do for a long, long time. Whereas some of the weight training that I've been doing for years and years, it worked great when I was in my early twenties. Yep. I was thinking to myself, it may, it may be hard to lift with this intensity, you know, over the next couple of decades of my life. Yep. You start thinking, you know, sustainability, longevity, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you get a certain part of your life and then, and then all of a sudden you start thinking, okay, a little bit more, more long-term with it. Yeah. So, I mean, to get back to your question about what, what I see with mechanics, um, I wanted, I wanted to have a place where people that wanted to push themselves at whatever level they were at could do it safely in a fun way. I think calisthenics is a great way to do it. I didn't want the 24-hour fitness model or the LA fitness model or what have you. They're they're great in their own right, but those are that model is how many people can we get in here? Sure. And ours is if we have 150 people that are super dedicated, this location is doing great, and it's time for the next one. Actually, mm-hmm. when we have 100, um, and I'd love to have lots of little locations that have a really tight community that's really passionate about working out using their body using their body weight to work out and, yep. and you've seen it yourself I mean it's a killer workout killer. so it's uh, Ab- abs- absolutely killer and, and I think I can say this you know with some semblance of authority that I've tried a lot of different things <laughs> um, and it is a killer workout and I also believe in, in variety I think you should still do a lot of things I mm-hmm. think there's you know I'm not going to do any one thing five days a week you know in, in there so I love the variety um, of mixing it in with some other things that I'm doing, and I can see the value in it, kind of both immediately, you know, and certainly long, long term, in there too. You mentioned at the very beginning, giving some credit to, to you know, guys you started this with in partnerships, mm-hmm. and we've both been involved in various partnerships. Um, mm-hmm. 
Partnerships are hard. Okay, so let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about about partnerships, choosing partners, what you've learned from various partnerships. Nobody gets married thinking they're going to get divorced, but then it doesn't work out, and they're mm-hmm. looking for a prenup or whatever. Like, how do you get in and out of some of these? You know, deals too. And I've certainly made my share of mistakes, so I'm asking this personally as well. <laughs> okay, you know, partnerships are tricky. Yeah, um, they are. So, saying how do you get in and out of them, or how do you a little, or or how have you, you know, or what were your thoughts going into maybe your original partnership, and how did it get to a point where maybe we need to we need to get out of this, you know? Well, I mean, on mechanics, it was, you know, we had we had there were three of us that were passionate about what we were doing, and we were all committed to opening a place that we could keep training because. Without without opening mechanics, the, we were just training in the park, and it had all these issues. You know, we just no reliability, competition for space, weather, all, and all this kind of stuff. So we were just okay to just open up something somewhere that we could go and train, and that mm-hmm. was, you know, and I had the benefit of being able to work with two other really smart, talented entrepreneurs. Um, the, you know, our, our scenario was we all had another business that was making us more money. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes, and you know, you feed the you feed the money machine first, and then you come to the other thing that you're doing for fun. Yeah. And that's tough when you're just one person, but if you've got three people and you're trying to align that, that's that's difficult. Um, I think the um, the experience I can share from there is, um, I think the more that you can just talk directly with anybody that's. Uh, anybody in your life that you have something, you know, something which is not working properly with, the better off you are. And so every every partnership that I've had, we've done that when it's working right, and we've done that when it's working wrong. Mm-hmm. So from the time that what what's changed, um, you know, from the time that you had partners involved in the business to now, the fact that it's kind of you as a sole proprietor, you know, if you will, what's changed? Uh, what's changed in mechanics? Well, the work that was divided three ways is now divided one way, so I'm putting more time in. Um, I think, uh, you know, I had a, I had a pretty powerful experience when I was out in California at XPT at, at Malibu. What what is for those that don't know what is XPT? So so, tell tell us what XPT is. XPT is. So if, you, if you're familiar with the surfing world, you've heard of Laird Hamilton. Even if you're not familiar with the surfing world, you may have heard of Laird Hamilton. He's just surfed these crazy big waves. But even more than that, he's been an entrepreneur and a pioneer in the sport. Um, definitely someone that I have a lot of respect for. He's married to Gabby Reese. She's a pro athlete, pro volleyball player, uh, model, uh, celebrity. Um, she's done... A lot in the fitness world as well and um, and so XPT is the training methodologies that they've developed along with some others and uh, and they've, they've just formalized it into a into a system and so it's just chance for extreme performance training what does that consist of it's um, it, it's it's basically a series of, of protocols uh, let me say it differently because that sounds really boring. 
Um, there are there are some training elements that Laird and Gabby and others uh, in XPT world have used, and they've just gotten tremendous benefit out of. So breath work, uh, one of the really cool new frontiers in athletic performance, uh, learning to optimize your breathing, um, recovery. So you know, we're all thinking about, you know, how do I push super hard in everything that I do in my life? How do I squeeze every minute out of every day? How do I come into the gym and hit it super hard? How do I, you know, give, 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 work, 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 rev up, rev up, rev up. What about, what about relaxing? Like, how do you, how do you decompress from that? Because you stress the body, but then the growth happens during the time when you relax. Right. And that's, that's, that's true in the, in the gym and that's true in life. Yep. And, there's just so little attention given to it. So there's a whole series of things around recovery. And, you know, we, we just came out of the ice bath and the, and the sauna and doing contrast therapy and breath work can be an element of recovery and we can Mm -hmm. use kind of lower grade movement to recover. Um, and then just having a a movement practice, whatever that is, whether it's, uh, what, what you guys are doing at row, whether it's what we're doing here at mechanics, whether it's a CrossFit style workout. Um, you know, so it's, it's sort of agnostic to the, to the kind of workout, so you're kind of integrating be, all of those. So you're pulling that all, all together. All of those elements. Mm-hmm. All those elements together. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So you've been a part of, of of that program for a while, which has also kind of led you to incorporate those techniques or certain things that you've found benefit in. You know, here um, from a quality of life standpoint, what's it do, what's it done for you? You know, I get or or. Or let me apply it more directly to kind of your your daily your daily routine. Mm-hmm. So, you want me to talk about my daily routine, or yeah, or I guess how you've integrated this into your daily routine. I'm always interested in like, okay, what do people do the same like from the time they wake up? You know, you guy yeah. that rolls over and checks his phone immediately, or you know, your guy that goes into you know 20 minutes worth of you know mindful breathing, you know, in in the morning. You know, what people do in their day to integrate these. These things that you find valuable. I wash dishes in the morning to relax, but um, that's true. Um, so I was like, I was obsessed with like, what is the perfect ritual, like daily ritual, to just get the most out? Of? Do you mm-hmm. work in the morning? Do you work at night? Do you work for a few hours? Do you work for twenty minutes? You know, yep. and then you know, I was like obsessed with trying to find. And so I was on this personal experimentation journey. And in the middle of all that, I read this interesting book that I think crystallized some things that I already knew. It was called Daily Rituals. So this author had basically gone and studied a bunch of, they're mostly artists, but really famous artists. And he, he, he has a little chapter on each one, you know, what their daily rituals were. Mm-hmm. And my main takeaway from that book was that there is, the daily rituals that like high performers use are just all over the map. So it was like this one artist, I forget the one, this, who this guy was, you know, he lived in this apartment complex and he'd go in his he would go in his uh, apartment, he'd put on a suit, he'd take the elevator down to the basement and he'd work on his typewriter for twelve hours alone in his suit and his tie. He'd finish up for twelve hours, he'd go back upstairs, he'd take the suit off, and he was done. It was six to six every day. That was a ritual. And another guy and this guy is like he goes out every night for a, a ten o'clock dinner with his buddies they're shooting up coke, heroin, they're drinking, they're smoking. He goes to bed at 5 or 6 or 7 or whenever. But no matter what, he wakes up at like 10, he has his coffee, he does a few hours of work. And then, so the guy's chaotic. 
And both of these guys are producing magic. And, you know, neither of those rituals would work for me, but it's like, it's kind of whatever, mm-hmm. whatever flies. And, you know, so for me, I wake up at, wake up at 5 a.m. and my ritual is to wake up and I make French press coffee. I make a smoothie. And I hate doing the dishes at night. So I do the dishes in the morning and it takes me about 30, 40 minutes to wash all the random dishes that I have lying around and make the coffee and make the smoothie and all this kind of stuff. And I've got some podcasts going on in the background. And so I've got 45 minutes of just kind of monotonous manual labor, listening to podcasts and just kind of like getting my thoughts set. And it sounds crazy, but by the time that's all finished, I got my coffee, my smoothie, my water, my kitchen is clean. And I am so charged to go hit the day. Like you almost have to pull me back from, you know, you know, I'm either going to the gym and I'm working out for an hour or I'm going to sit down on my computer and I'm writing or, but those like my productive time during the day is kind of divided into two halves. And it's like the first two hours that I sit down and work, that's the first half. And then Mm -hmm. it's the next six or 10 hours. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of gets set up, set up off of that, uh, that ritual. So my, uh, (laughs) for my birthday, my girlfriend bought me a dishwasher. (laughs) <laughs> which was a very sweet and thoughtful gift. And, uh, and I was thinking, man, I got to figure out a new ritual in the morning to, uh, to, to get myself in the right mindset because I've been using this dishwashing to, to kind of like, you know, calm my, calm my thoughts and get in the right well, mindset. You get yourself into it. Now you just start focusing on the pre-wash cycle. You know, you got to wash the dishes before you put the dishes in the dishwasher. I never totally understood that either. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where the, I guess the guilty husband will be looked at, you know, because you can't put the dishes in the dishwasher. They have, you have to wash them or, or rinse them or whatever before you, you put them in. Need, needless to say, it's not part of, a, it's not part of my ritual in, uh-huh. in, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, maybe it should be. You know, who, who knows? Hey, uh, I, I recognize it's unconventional, but, uh, you know, it's, it works for me. Yep. So, you know, I, I talk a lot about work, work-life, you know, balance. Um you know, in the juggling of kind of work and life and family and finance and, and all that. But you also seem to manage to have now kind of put the the work and the life aspects, you know, more together maybe than most. Mm-hmm. Um, are you able to separate the two? Do you want to separate the two? Or are they just so ingrained at this point that they're just kind of is, – isn't a, separ- isn't a separation? You know – so I, I had a buddy, and he phrased it. He phrased it as uh, "life is in seasons," so you go through different seasons. And I guess I'm in a spring season, maybe right now. Um, you know, and I've been through every season. Uh, but I think balance is a tricky. It's a tricky kind of thought, and it's also a little bit. I think it's deceptive, um, because. You know, let's let's hope and say that mechanics continues to grow and becomes incredibly successful, and all of a sudden it hits this this crush where I've got to you know start putting in a bunch of time to grow this this baby up. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is what does balance mean at that point? So am I? Does that mean that I should say okay, I can't quite grow mechanics, you know, in the hours I have allotted, so I should just go ahead and dial back what it's going to do and so I can get into fitness. Right. And the, mm-hmm. Or do I say, at this particular season of my life, with what I want to do work-wise, i got to dial up how much time I put into it 
and maybe dial back some of the other things that I'm doing, like, you know, maybe I won't travel as much, or, right. you know, maybe I'll, you know, instead of doing an extra 30 minutes a day to try and stretch out and get my handstand, which I'm, mm-hmm. you know, doing, maybe I'll have to dial that back, and so I think balance is tricky, I mean, um, kind of right now things are, are pretty balanced, but I have an expectation that it, it'll change. I mean, yeah, and you make an interesting point. It's not just about necessarily the daily balance. Like you can have your daily routine. You say, mm-hmm. okay, this works, you know, for a while, um, but that might shift into a weekly or monthly or quarterly. As you said, you may have to dial something. I, I kind of, I kind of like that analogy. You know, and you're dialing something up to give the, you know, to give the attention or the business what it needs for as long as that may be. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, you know, when it gets there. Now you're you're back into that other season where now the travel comes back into play, you know, where the where the longer morning drag out routine, you know, type stuff comes comes back into play. Now it makes makes a lot of makes a lot of sense. I mean, if we were training for a triathlon or a Olympic competition mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, we we'd go through a training program, and when we got to that main event, I mean, we would just be super regimented. You know, we would just life would revolve around that event. Yep. And then we would have that event and we would celebrate and we would relax and we would kind of, so things would shift. And I think, I think a lot of that, I expect that my life will continue to be like that. Well, there'll be, you know, there'll be other, other events. I'll, I'll have a family. I'll have, I'll have children. I'll have, um, you know, so, something, you know, I, I, I expect and hope great things in, in the business world and things are going to pull my attention in and I'm trying to spend time with things that I love so that when they pull me, I want to. You know, I, I want to give that time to it. Yep. So. Makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Everybody does their stuff differently. You know, everybody's going through their own their own journey personally and, and, and professionally. Uh, they're just trying to figure out the best way that we know how to, to, get, to get through all this. I certainly appreciate your time. I love being able to get one of these done where... We can start in a in a sauna, uh, start you know in a start in, in an ice bath, um, and then be able to casually sit back and kind of talk about what you're building here uh, with mechanics and what you're bringing in for for all of us to experience. So, Justin Singer, thank you very much. Uh, we'll definitely do another part of it, uh, which I like. I like to come back and kind of see how these things mm-hmm. and these things grow from the very first time we talk. So, thanks for being on the podcast. Appreciate you being here. Uh, gregshyman.com you can check out the episodes there or on iTunes if you like it give us good reviews give us the thumbs up come check out Mechanics in Houston it's Mechanics with a K and an X Mechanics M-E-K-A-N-I-X Houston.com check it out and give them a visit thank you thanks Greg the Greg Scheinman Podcast was presented by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is ensuring success. For more information, visit innsgroup.net.